In today's Complaint Corner, Black Adam. This is Critically Complaint. Hi, I'm Adam, and there is no Steve this episode, unfortunately. Uh, he is unavailable for this week and next week, so you're going to get two solid weeks of, uh, of Adam, uh, which, is, which is great, right? I mean, that, I'm the real reason you guys, you guys listen to this show, right? Uh-oh, I hope Steve doesn't listen to this episode, though I'm sure he will. Anyway, I think it's very appropriate to have the first Adam-centric episode uh, be a review of Black Adam. Like, it's, it's Adam squared. Uh, oh yeah, and also there's Adam Smasher in this movie, I just remembered that. Like, just so many Adams, all of the Adams. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, just to get things started right off the bat, uh, th- the critics are right about this film, you guys. Uh, this is, this is not an amazing movie, this is not the, like, solid win that, uh, DC desperately needed. Uh, that being said, uh, I do think that there is enjoyment to be had, uh, but you have to deal with a lot of dumb shit uh, throughout this film, uh, which I'm going to dig into in just a second. So let's just go ahead and start with the beginning of the film. All right. So the film opens up with a long uh, flashback scene in Kondok, which was like, I think this is like five or seven thousand years ago, something like that. Uh, and there is this evil king uh, who enslaves his people and forces them to mine the countryside looking for a special mineral that has a ridiculous name that I cannot remember. Uh, and he needs this mineral so he can make a special magical crown that will make him super powerful and awesome. Uh, I'll get, I'll, we'll come back to the crown and exactly what it does later, but all we really need to know at the beginning of this film is that it's uh, super special and magical and powerful. Uh, and then the Council of Wizards, uh, one of which is played by the wizard from Shazam, which is a lovely piece of connective tissue that this film has and not the only one. Uh, but anyway, the Council of Wizards, they, uh, decide, they team up and they decide to pick a champion for Kondok to protect, uh, it and the world, uh, from the evil crown thing, uh, and they decide to pick, uh, Black Adam, or Teth Adam, uh, as he is called at this point in time, uh, they pick Teth Adam's son, not Teth Adam himself. Uh, because Teth Adam's son, whose name I cannot remember, uh, he is like an idealist uh, who wants to be a champion for his people, and he wants to fight for freedom. And so, I mean, he, he, it's Shazam, you know. It's he just really, really wants to be, uh, you know, the the savior of his people. Uh, it doesn't exactly go according to his plan, uh, but this is. This is actually one of the few things that I liked about the film. So we don't get the full story of what happened in the past until a little bit later in the film. Now, of course, if you know anything about Black Adam, you could probably predict what these twists are going to be. Uh, but at the beginning of the film, all that we are told, uh, and I'm not an expert on Black Adam by any stretch of the imagination. I mostly just hear things through social media. Uh, anyway. At the beginning of the film, we uh, are told that the champion went and fought the evil king, uh, and the evil king used the crown's power uh, against uh, 
the champion and they fought and it was a big epic fight but uh and then they both were gone and the, they don't really seem to know what happened exactly uh and but that the um this champion will uh reappear uh you know when the people of Kondok need him most uh which unfortunately uh for the people of Kondok uh does not happen uh, for several thousand years, uh, and they really needed it, because uh, apparently they have just been uh, shat on for just their entire history. At least I think that's that was the that's what I think happened in the film. There's a lot of this film does a lot of telling, not showing. They they really expect you to just like play along uh, and just, and just accept whatever the hell they tell you at any given moment, uh, which can be quite frustrating. Uh, but anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Gosh, I lost my train of thought. I am not, I, this is the, I think fourth or fifth, uh, time I've tried to record this episode. I'm not used to, um, I'm not used to recording by myself, but I have decided that I'm not going to start over again, so you're just going to have to bear with me. All right. Anyway, so where the hell was I? Um, crap. Oh, yeah, the people of Kondok, uh, they got shat on uh, over, this, over the several thousand years that their champion was gone. Um, and now, in the modern day, they are being uh, military militarily occupied uh, by some force that has a silly name that I unfortunately just can't remember. Uh, there, there's a lot of silly names in this, so, uh, I'm sorry that I'm not gonna remember all of them. I did write down Kondok. Anyway, uh, so they are now under military, military occupation, uh, and the film opens, well, after the flashback sequence, uh, we get this, we are introduced to our, basically what's our main characters, like our true main characters of this film, which is a, this young mother, uh, or I get, I don't know how old she is, uh, but this mother and her child, Amon, uh, and I wrote down the kid's name because I need to talk about Amon. Uh, he is the worst aspect of this film. Easily, easily. He, he really feels like he was just ripped straight out of the 90s. Uh, and just plastered in this film. He is the most generic, boring, uninteresting child sidekick I have ever seen in a modern superhero film. Like, uh, I wish so desperately that they had had some of the actors from Shazam uh, in this. Like, the kid actors in Shazam were awesome. This kid, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know his name, and I'm not going to look it up. But the guy, the kid who plays Amon, I'm sorry, kid. You didn't, it didn't work out very well. Uh, like, I don't know if it was the direction or if he's just not a very good actor. But he is wooden and boring as fuck. Uh, like, 80% of the time. And the times when he isn't boring as fuck, he's annoying as fuck. Uh, because this kid, all he does, he skateboards everywhere. His entire character can be summed up with, uh, has a skateboard and is obsessed with superheroes. That's it. That's really it. Oh, and I guess he, like, loves, uh, his country, his home country of Kondok, uh, and loves the story of the champion of Kondok, or, you know, Black Adam. Uh, so when Black Adam shows up, uh, they, 
they become friends really quickly, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so, uh, the mother, uh, is working with a team of people, uh, to try to track down the, uh, crown that the evil king had way back when, which apparently has been hidden all of these thousands of years. Uh, but the evil bad guys are close to finding it, I guess. Uh, I, I, it's very unclear as to why she's looking for the crown. Like, uh, I, I tried Googling it before this review to see if I could make sense of it, and I guess she had, like, one very small line where she said that, uh, that the bad guys were close to finding it and that they needed to find it first and hide it away somewhere else again, which is super weird. Uh, and I'm very confused by that, but whatever. Uh, but, uh, she, she, they do find the crown, uh, but unfortunately, one of her team members, uh, betrayed her, uh, he's actually the villain of the film, turns out he's descended from the evil king from the prologue, go figure, but, again, getting ahead of myself, uh, but, so one of her team members betrays her, and then, in a moment of desperation, in order to save, her other team member is her brother, he's actually, I didn't like him at first, but he actually grew on me throughout the film, uh, but anyway, he's being threatened, uh, he's being threatened, and so she, in an act of desperation, like, does this, says some magical words, uh, that were, like, written on the floor. Again, I don't know what this, I don't know what's happening here, but whatever. She says some magical words that were written on the floor, and that releases Black Adam, uh, from his prison. Uh, so, uh, he's, he's out, and he's, he's out and about, uh, and then he gets, I'll admit, uh, a pretty good action scene. There were, there were a few decent action scenes throughout this film, uh, but this is one of the ones that I did enjoy, though I, I didn't like that, uh, this film does a lot of, like, needle drops, where they just, you know, play, like, a fun song over music, uh, and some of them work, and, but most of them don't, and unfortunately, uh, while I did quite enjoy the actual action of the scene, uh, the music is very strange. This film has no, uh, the, the, mu the biggest problem with these needle drops is that they just do not mesh with the tone of the film at all. This film is one of the most tonally confused films I think I've ever seen. It's, it's an absolute fucking mess. Uh, and oh my god, the editing is horrible, but there's one scene in particular where I need to talk about the editing, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so Black Adam is released from his prison, he, uh, he saves, uh, this woman that freed him, uh, and I think the idea is that he only saves her because it, she reminded him of his wife who died forever ago, uh, but he, he does save her. Uh, and then, uh, and defeats all the bad guys, then is just kind of wandering around, not sure of what to do, and getting used to this modern world. This is, this is around the time where, uh, the kid starts, like, they, they get a, a long, long time for the kid and Black Adam to interact. This is probably the best scenes with the kid, uh, unfortunately, I really, really hate him and just want him to shut the fuck up all the goddamn time, but he's not too bad yet at this point in the film. Uh, he pretty much is, I mean, he is the most generic child 
ever. Uh, like, he uh, is asking Black Adam all of these questions about, like, how fast he is and um, how strong he is and what his catchphrase is. The catchphrase thing... Let, let, let me let's talk about the catchphrase thing for a second here um so the, so the kid suggests to uh black adam that he say to uh tell them the man in black sent you uh before he kills uh his bad the bad guys uh because that's like that's the thing that superheroes do they have a cool catchphrase uh and you know it's dumb i'll admit that it's dumb uh, but it's one of the few things in this film that I can say actually, like, kind of worked, or at least it seemed like it was planned, because this is one of the few through lines throughout the film that they actually stick to. Uh, Black Adam tries a few different times to do the catchphrase, um... Uh, and it never quite works out. Like, he tries saying, one time he says it after uh, he's already killed the guy, and then the kid's like, no, no, you have to say it before you kill the guy. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and then uh, another time he tries to say it, but the person that he's killing dies first. And he's like, ah, shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, I didn't get out in time. Uh, and then I'm just going to go ahead and talk about this because I'll probably forget later. And then at the end of the film, uh, he finally says the, his stupid catchphrase, the tell them the man in black sent you right before he kills uh, the main villain. Uh, which, you know, I, I will give them some credit, like, the, the final one, the one where he actually did it correctly, like, I, it got, it got a, it got a little smile out of me, I, I enjoyed that, like, it was, it was one moment that I appreciated this film, so I'll, I will give it that. Uh, but anyway, now that Black Adam is free, uh, the, uh, Amanda Waller, who is, who does make a cameo in this film in, like, a couple of scenes... Uh, Amanda Waller, uh, is like, oh shit, this is a, like, I think they, like, they give him, like, a designation, I think. I think that they say he was, like, an, he's, like, an A-tier, um, power or enhanced individual, something like that. I don't know, because, I mean, it's Black Adam. He's stupid powerful. Um, but, uh, she realizes, uh, that he's out. Somehow, like, it seems as though she and the other people, uh, the other Justice Society people, um, know about him already, like, they know that he exists, which is very curious, uh, they're very vague as to about how, like, they do, there is one line that I recall where, uh, she said, not she, uh, where Hawkman, we're gonna talk about him in a second, but Hawkman says that, uh, they have, they have documents, uh, describing what actually happened in Kondok all of, you know, those thousands of years ago that wasn't released to the general public. I have no fucking idea how they have these documents or why they're so knowledgeable on somebody who, if we're being honest, they had no real reason to believe existed. I mean, he's a mythical figure. It was five to seven thousand years ago. Like, I... I'm a bit confused as to why Waller was so prepared for Black Adam, like, right from the from the word go, but whatever. I mean, pro as prepared as you can truly be for Black Adam. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, now that Black Adam is out and about, uh, Waller sends the Justice Society. And you know what? I actually did like these guys overall. Uh, so there is four members of the Justice Society. Uh, there is Hawkman, uh, who is surprisingly cool. Uh, I quite enjoyed him, and he he is like a full 
character in this film, or <laughs> he's the closest thing that this movie has to a full character, but he's in several scenes, and he kind of has an arc. I mean, his arc can basically be basically be summed up with, uh, all right, I guess I'll accept Black Adam, sigh. Like, that's it. Like, he... He is a, he is like a good guy. He is like a very, very typical standard uh, good guy. Like he doesn't like killing under pretty much any circumstances. And uh, he and Black Adam get in several fights and arguments uh, throughout the film about whether or not it's okay to kill. Uh, that You know, that is something that I think that this film did okay at was, um, like, Black Adam kills people a lot. Uh, he does it several different times. Uh, and he does sort of, at the end, be like, all right, I can, like, he, he starts to embrace the idea of being a hero, or at least not just doing whatever the fuck he wants and letting his emotions rule him all the time. Like, he makes some progress as a person, and he's not quite as psychopathic as he was, uh, initially, uh, but, uh, Hawkman, like, he, just the whole time, he's just, like, he's just the simplest, uh, of superheroes. Like, no, killing is wrong. I am good. Blah, blah, blah. You don't get, which is, I gotta, all right, anyway, let's, let's talk about the other Justice Society members. So, there's Hawkman, the generic one. There's Dr. Fate, who is awesome. I think Dr. Fate is probably, uh, the best uh, part of this film. Uh, he, visually, he looks really cool. I think it was, uh, a very, very well done live action adaptation, at least from, like, a visual level of Dr. Fate. I'll admit that I only really know of Dr. Fate, uh, from the, uh, Justice League, wait, what is it, uh, Young Justice? Yeah, Young Justice cartoons is really where I know Dr. Fate the most. Um, so, like, I, I am not a, not an expert on the characters, so I could be wrong, but, uh, they do a pretty good job, uh, at making him look good, and he has some interesting powers, he can duplicate himself, he can see the future, which makes sense, I mean, he is Dr. Fate, again, I don't really know what his powers are, other than he's very, very fucking powerful, and he gets possessed by Dr. Fate when he puts on the helmet, uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, Dr. Fate is awesome. Unfortunately, and I'm just going to go fully into the end of the film here while I'm talking about Dr. Fate. Um, he, he dies. He dies at the end of the film. Uh, and which I think was a, was a wasted opportunity. I think that he was easily the most interesting member of the Justice Society. Uh, Pierce Brosnan does a pretty good job with him. Uh, and I'm, I'm disappointed that he died so quickly. I, I feel like that was probably Pierce Brosnan's, like, uh, goal. Like, he's like, all right, fine, I'll play a comic book character, but only if he dies at the end, uh, because he doesn't want to be in a bunch of movies, which I understand, but, like, really, he's, he's very good here. Uh, I, maybe he'll come back in some way, maybe they'll do a, uh, Dr. Fate, uh, like, origin film or something down the line, like, I, anything is possible with DC, because they have no fucking plan at all. They just do whatever the fuck they feel like doing in the moment. Uh, anyway, uh, but Dr. Fate is awesome, and honestly, I just wish that he was in more of the film. Uh, and he also, he has a pretty, uh, he has, like, a, something close to a character arc, uh, where he sort of makes peace with his impending demise, which is something that the film does at least try to do, 
uh, where they have him, because he can see the future, he can see uh, the moments where Hawkman is going to die or when he is going to die. Uh, and so he can kind of use his... his um, future sense uh to make things happen the way that he wants them to happen uh and he comes to terms with his own death uh and he seems actually pretty happy about it um i again i don't know shit about him in the comics but apparently he's very old too like he mentioned uh that he uh saw the planes flying off to world war one which i find very strange and fascinating uh, which it makes me wonder if maybe we'll get like a wonder woman dr fate team up movie at some point i'm sure we won't but you know hey i can dream right uh oh and uh his relationship with hawkman is surprisingly okay uh they probably have the best yeah no they do they have the best relationship of the film the only one that comes even close would be the relationship between hawkman and black adam which is very antagonistic and i guess the relationship between black adam and the kid at least like on paper they were supposed to have a pretty uh, like solid relationship again the kid is fucking awful i think i said that didn't i the kid is fucking awful uh and so it doesn't quite land the way it's supposed to but at least there was an attempt to have a relationship between black adam and the kid uh what is the name again amon amon whatever um, and then there are the other two members of the Justice Society. There is Adam Smasher, who is basically, uh, Ant-Man, uh, he's basically Ant-Man with, uh, Spider-Man's personality. Uh, like, he's, he's kind of a bumbling superhero. This is, like, his first major outing as a superhero. Uh, he has, uh, he has the same powers as his uncle, who I guess was the Adam, uh, also, he's played by Henry, Henry Winkler in, like, one scene in the beginning of the movie, which is just so fucking bizarre. Um, I, I was so confused when I saw Henry Winkler on screen, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, he he's the funny one. He's the, he's the comic relief. Uh, and he also uh, has a thing for the other one who I can't... I don't know her name. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not very familiar with her. It... Uh, she's the the twister the something like that i don't know she has wind powers uh there's this other woman who has wind powers and unfortunately she has the least to do uh she gets a few moments in the film and i do quite like the way her powers work visually uh but she doesn't she does not have a character arc at all really the only character arc she has is that she and adam smasher might have a thing uh like romantically and that's it like that's I can't, there's nothing else <laughs> like, she's just there uh she and adam smasher have a couple of moments where she talks about her past and she says that she was abducted when she was 15 and she was injected with nanobots by an evil scientist which might as well happen uh i don't mind the uh justice society overall like i think that they're all fine uh, and I think that they do add, like, a nice, like, balancing element, like, uh, to the film as a whole compared to Black Adam, uh, but I am confused by the Justice Society, because, uh, I'm not, I, I, like I've said a thousand times in this review, I'm not an expert on the comics, but my understanding was that the Justice Society was, like, a precursor to, 
uh, the Justice League uh, that was, like, around in, like, the 30s. Uh, but that's not the case here. Like, they're just a different superhero team. Two of the members are brand new, but Hawkman and Dr. Fate know each other and have worked with, with each other at least a few times in the past because they, like, really do try to give them a relationship. Um, not, not a relationship like that, but whatever. And I'm very confused as to how they relate to the Justice League because this film makes it very, very clear uh, that the Justice League does exist uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, like, there's, like, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman, like, uh, crap. <laughs> like, posters and, and figures and stuff in the kids' room. Uh, and spoiler alert in case you haven't heard, but uh, Superman, played by Henry Cavill, shows up in the after credit scene. Uh, and he was sent by Amanda Waller, uh, who is also in that after credit scene. And you know what? While we're on the subject, let's just quick. There's also a, an awesome scene where, you know what? I'm going to save that for, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save, hold that on, hold on to that for later. Never mind. Excuse me. Uh, I'm just very confused about uh, like who the Justice Society are and like why they have never been mentioned in the DCEU before. Like it's, <laughs> it. It doesn't matter. Like, I shouldn't care that much. I mean, obviously, DC and Warner Brothers don't give a single flying fuck about the uh, <laughs> the logic of their stories. Uh, like, so I probably shouldn't care that much either. But, like, Dr. Fate especially. I mean, Dr. Fate's been around for a long time, right? Like, I feel like he would have been really, really useful in the fight against Steppenwolf. And we know, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this, but here we go. We know uh, that um, Amanda Waller gave a bunch of information to uh, Batman because of Suicide Squad, the after credit scene of Suicide Squad, and when he was building his team to uh, to fight against the uh, against Steppenwolf, who was coming. Um, so it is weird. Uh, that they are now trying to say, oh yeah, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, they've been around for a while. The other two I'm fine with because they're both like not nearly as powerful or like as important. And they explicitly say in this movie that they're both new and they're young. Uh, and then this is their first outing truly as superheroes. So those two, I don't mind. I'm just very confused about how Hawkman and Dr. Fate fit into the larger DC picture. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to get an answer to these questions, uh, but I feel like they're worth they're worth mentioning anyway. Anywho, so the Justice Society, they uh, band together and they go to fight uh, Black Adam. And uh, honestly, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, maybe I did say that. I can't remember. Uh, but the, the fight the fight between the Justice Society and um, and Black Adam is quite good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and it led to a pretty fun, uh, little chase scene where, uh, the kid, uh, God, the kid, the kid got kidnapped by the bad guy and he's in one of these weird, like motors, like flying motorcycle things. Um, or that, that's what everybody assumes. Uh, so the kid is in one of these flying motorcycle things. Uh, and after, this is after the fight, uh, the fight between the Justice Society and, uh, Black Adam, or like, like immediately after that fight, uh, because, uh, they, they have to sort of kind of work together to try to track, to try to track down this kid. And, uh, 
you know, I I like the dynamic that they have, the Justice Society and Black Adam, because the Justice Society, like, they try to fight him, but, like, all they can really do is temporarily delay him. Like, he's so powerful and is, like, is so impervious to basically everything that they have uh, that... Uh, like, he kind of just tolerates them. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, actively murder you right this second, because you guys seem like you're trying here. Um, And the Justice Society has to sort of awkwardly accept working with what they presumed to be the bad guy initially, uh, because they can't do anything else. Like, they work with Black Adam, but only because it's like, well, we can't fight him. I, might, I guess we might as well work with him, and that way we can hopefully try to prevent him from doing too much damage. I really think that, like, the dynamic there is a is a really interesting one. I wish that the film spent more time on it. They, you know, there's actually, there's a lot of things in this film that I think could have worked much better with a much, much more well-put-together script. Like, some of the dialogue in this thing is just awful. I can't remember specific lines right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of one, but no, I, I can't. If, if I think of one, I'll say it. But there's just some really, really awkward ass lines in this in this movie uh which sucks uh but anyway uh th- there there could have there were so many moments where they they could have had a really good movie like i feel like there's a really solid movie like lurking under the like shallow like bland awfulness that is most of this film uh which really sucks uh like the, there's one moment in particular i hope i didn't talk about this already but there's one moment in particular where the mother character the mother of the kid uh she uh the the justice society are like calling her out like the justice society are like i don't know how you can trust black adam like he's a murderer and a psychopath like you know you know we're the good guys here you just have to trust us blah 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 uh and she calls them out and she's like uh you're gonna save me are you didn't save me from the last 27 years of military occupation you're trying to save me from the person who is actively trying to help me and trying to uh you know defeat the people who are oppressing me and my people uh and they just kind of awkwardly stand there uh, like the justice society the justice society like you can tell that like what she's saying has merit uh and the justice society doesn't really have a comeback and like oh my god that's such an interesting idea like why didn't they flesh out more uh the idea of like yeah why like why don't the superheroes like deal with more mundane things like military occupations like why do they only show up when there's something truly world-breaking that arrives like why don't they try to deal with like like somewhat normal uh activities or you know events that are threats to the general population like i'm like and the, the movie doesn't answer these questions like they excuse me uh there is no answer in the film as to why the justice society didn't intercede and fight against this military occupation uh i guess it was just wrong like they were like oh yeah that's not really our bag like we just fight people in in uh in tights 
we don't fight against normal uh, military goons with weird flying motorcycles. And it's like, yeah, but why? Like, there was so, like, that one scene, I, I, I feel like they could have made an entire movie or, an ent- like, out of the one idea and they just didn't touch it for the rest of the movie. Like, the the Justice Society awkwardly stood there, accept the criticism, and then the movie moved on because it was like, oh, wow, that was actually a, like, a deep-cut idea, and uh, we don't have time for that because we got to have more, more you know, generic action scenes. It's just, it's just so goddamn frustrating. Uh, all right, so, anywho... Uh, uh, so, uh, Black Adam and the Justice League are now sort of awkwardly working together, uh, because, because reasons, uh, and, uh, then they, they team up to go and fight the bad guy who is, who has the crown, or no, he does not have the crown yet, so the Justice Society and the girl have the crown, uh, or the woman, I should say, the mother, uh, they have the crown, and, uh, the bad guy has the kid, uh, which is so stupid, because it's like, oh, just let him die, please. Um, and the bad guy has the kid, so they have to go and try to figure out a way to save the kid. Uh, the mom just gives the crown to the bad guy, uh, like, because that's that. Uh, which is, which is kind of frustrating. Um, uh, but then, uh, it works out okay, at least at first, they think, uh, because they kill him (laughs) almost immediately, or Black Adam does, because, you know, the Justice Society, we don't kill, uh, so stupid, uh, anyway, so they kill the bad guy, they save the kid, uh, barely, I think the kid gets, the kid got hurt from Black Adam's lightning, uh, but he's not dead, which is better than nothing, uh, the Justice Society members are fine, everything seems to be working out okay, and then Black Adam, uh, in a odd moment of, I don't know, vulnerability, I guess, uh, decides that he is going to give up, uh, his powers. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that, but that's ultimately what the Justice Society's goal is, is, because Black Adam has to willingly give up his power by saying, by saying Shazam. Uh, and so they're, like, throughout the first two-thirds of the film trying to convince him to do just that. And he's, of course, like, no? <laughs> like, why would I do that? Uh, but then after they defeat the bad guy uh, and everybody is seemingly safe, uh, Black Adam is uh, finally reveals the full story of uh, what happened in the past. And, you know, I will say this was a good moment. I think I mentioned this before, but I really liked that the film opened with the mythical version of what happened. And then later on, we get the more accurate version of what happened, which is that uh, so the wizards picked uh, Black Adam's son to be the champion. Uh, he was off doing his champion thing. Uh, but then Black Adam's, uh, wife, uh, was killed, uh, and, uh, he, and Black Adam himself was, uh, grievously injured, uh, and then the champion, his son, who, again, I can't remember his name, uh, his son, uh, came back, and he decided to give his powers to Black Adam in order to save Black Adam's life, and then he is immediately shot with an arrow. The son is immediately shot with an arrow and dies just like right fucking there. Uh, and Black Adam is pissed. And then he goes and just obliterates uh, the uh, the evil king uh, in anger. 
and then uh because he did that in anger and because he wasn't actually chosen to be the champion of the people uh the council of wizards i don't really know like where they're from because like i i think it's like another dimension or something i don't know whatever uh but then this this council of wizards they decide to imprison black adam because i guess they can't take his powers away like i guess he has to willingly give them up by saying shazam uh I, i suppose whatever um but they they lock him up uh in like a magical prison and that's what he was released from at the beginning of the movie um which is kind of a fun idea so he tells that story uh and talks about like i'm not a hero blah 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 uh, and then decides to give up his powers uh he he says shazam and then hilariously absolutely hilariously (laughs) uh he is um goodness my phone was buzzing excuse me uh absolutely hilariously they have like a weird body double for him where you know because obviously the rock is the rock he's a brick shit house. he's huge uh but when he becomes unpowered he becomes tiny and scrawny a la uh captain america the first avenger except like <laughs> the cg is rough because they have to fit fucking the rocks like massive face under this scrawny body and uh (laughs) it doesn't look good like it's it's real awkward it looks weird as fuck i'm not sure if the cgi was just bad or if my brain just could not accept the rocks face on a scrawny body like i i wonder if no matter how good the cg was i would never accept it just because i know that the rock is giant I don't fucking know. What I do know is that it looked hilariously terrible. Uh, especially, in, like, when he first transitioned. Like, he's, like, standing in this throne room. And it just, it looks so bad. It's so awkward. Uh, anyway, so he gives up his powers willingly. And then he's, like, immediately imprisoned. Like, he, Hawkman, and the rest of the Justice Society, like, grab him. They lock him up inside this, uh, this prison. This is, this is the part I was going to talk about earlier. They lock him up inside this prison, um, and that's, like, deep underwater. It's, like, it's made by Task Force X, apparently, which, that makes me wonder, is the Justice Society just an offshoot of the Task Force X? Are they really the Suicide Squad? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know! Uh, anyway... Uh, so Black Adam is sent to this, is sent to this underwater prison and he's locked inside this, uh, this like weird tank thing and has this shit on his face so that he can't say Shazam again. Uh, because if he says Shazam, then he'll get his powers back and they obviously don't want that because he can't be trusted with it. And again, he did this willingly, which is insane to me. I'm very confused as to what, like, it's like, all right, fine. I get that you're sad about your son, but why, why? I... I'm very, it's very confusing to me. Um, and this is really where the film gets bad. Cause I honestly, for a second, I was like, is this movie about to end? I, I really thought it was going to. Uh, and I was about to be like, oh, well that ended very anticlimactically. That's not what happens. Uh, so, uh, it turns out that, uh, killing him, uh, was the bad guy's plan all along, because he had, like, the evil crown thing, I guess it gets its powers from hell, or, like, a hell-like dimension, uh, 
and there are all of these and then like we get to see hell uh and there are all these crazy demons and shit and they're like ah now we're gonna do the thing that the wizards did and you're gonna be our champion uh and then he the bad guy who i i have no fucking idea what his name was but then the uh the bad guy he gets brought back uh from death and now he looks like this crazy demon monster uh which okay the cgi for this demon monster thing that he became was not great i'm not like it wasn't very good but i have to say i did like the design at least like conceptually uh, i i'm a i'm a sucker for like really cool looking bad guys and he is almost cool looking if the cgi was a little bit higher quality it would have been perfect but like i it was okay i i thought visually he looked okay uh but yeah now he is this like i mean he looks like hellboy like he's just uh he's he's back uh and the justice society is like oh shit this this is not good uh this demon guy is back uh so they the justice society tries to fight him and just absolutely get obliterated by this guy like they can't do shit uh and that's when dr fate decides to play his hand uh he had been talking earlier about how he uh or or and or hawkman have to die because he because again he can see potential futures uh and so he decides that it should be him that dies so he sets up this little barrier thing with his magic uh and then he goes to fight the demon all by himself uh and he does like his little his uh what are they called his duplicate uh thing and he does all kinds of cool things i just dr fate is so cool he was the best part of this movie uh and while he's fighting against this demon which he fully knows he cannot beat um he sends this like uh mental projection thing which credit where credit is due they did establish earlier in the movie that he could do uh he sends this like mental projection to black adam uh and is just like hey we need you uh you gotta be uh you know you gotta be powerful again do the it's like a big long voiceover uh with pierce brosnan uh and it basically can just be summed up with uh please we need your help <laughs> we need your help can you just can you save us and can you break out of your prison cell uh, and then I think Dr. Fate does like a little magic-y thing with his projection and like uh, a lot gives Black Adam the opportunity to escape. And this is where the movie got really dumb for me. This whole sequence of events was just so awful. Uh, so Black Adam is trying to escape from this prison thing. He, he has this thing stuck on his face. Like it's like a breathing apparatus thing, which I think is supposed to prevent him from uh from talking you know so we can shake so he can say shazam uh but he doesn't take it off right away he he has it on his face his arms and legs are free he's fighting against all of these other people and again he's just normal normal dude black adam he doesn't have any of his powers uh and he's fighting against all of these normal uh human people like guards uh, and somehow beats all of them, and then he, like, runs towards the, uh, the weird doorway thing, like, Star Wars-ish doorway that allows him to get to the, uh, to the out, to the water outside, which is, ins again, like, this is insane to me, because, like, he's really deep underwater, there's no reason this should work, <sighs> oh my god, and, uh, but anyway, um, he still has his mask on, and then he takes the mask off, 
while he's swimming upward uh in this you know like way the fuck far down uh and he's and uh, and meanwhile this voiceover is happening with dr fate and they're having this bit and he's having this big fight that they keep cutting between oh god i forgot also at the same time uh the mother and uh the kid amon uh amon uh they are uh fighting against these like resurrected skeleton uh demon things that i guess that the demon guy is able to uh to summon so they're fighting against them which and that's just awful that whole fucking side mission is terrible uh the kid is like i want to fight too and then the mom is like no yes uh you can fight but you have to fight the way that you fight uh like it's like inspire people i guess or something it was very weird um so the kid makes a very very shitty fucking speech like he has no emotion at all and i think that uh like the adr is fucked up in this scene because i swear to god like i could see his mouth moving but what his mouth was saying was not matching what the audio was saying it was a very very weird moment uh and the kid makes what is supposed to be an inspirational speech to the people of kondok where he's like, we have to free ourselves, and he does this stupid, uh, he, like, holds his, uh, his, uh, thumb and, uh, fingers together in, like, the shape of a triangle, uh, I just did it, but, uh, I, I don't know why he, I, that was, like, a thing that was established earlier, but it just, oh, I don't know why it worked, I don't have any clue how that speech worked, I don't understand how any human being could be inspired by the speech that this kid gave, because it was just so, so boring, and meanwhile, uh, Black Adam is swimming upward and swimming upward, I mean, this is like 20 minutes that he's just swimming upward, I don't understand how he's able to do that at all, uh, and I guess he can't say Shazam underwater, so fine, I guess, uh but uh he finally black adam gets to the top he's having like a vision of his family uh and his fam but his son in this vision is like no is not your time dad uh you know say the word and then he's like shazam and then uh fine then he gets lightning gets his powers back goes to fly and defeat the demon guy back in kondok um uh and uh then he and uh hawkman they work together to uh fight to fight the bad guy at this point i think uh dr fate has now is now dead he was killed uh by the demon guy uh and then hawkman is able to he grabs dr fate's helmet and actually he doesn't put it on but he's like holding it and he's able to use it to make uh duplicates of himself i don't it doesn't really make sense to me i thought you had to be wearing the helmet for it to work but like whatever uh and oh yeah and also i'll I'll get to that in a second um but uh so he uh, he and black adam are working together to defeat the demon guy it's not going super well at first and blah 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 generic action fight uh and then uh they work together at the end and uh, it was like it was very cool i know i mentioned this before but uh black adam like he lifts the dude up in the air holding him by the horns right and I think he was trying to tear the horns off earlier, but it, it wasn't working for some reason. Uh, and he's holding him by the horns, and then he's like, t- <laughs> he's like, tell them the man in black sent you. And he rips the dude in half. 
he rips him in half like from like the skull like by the two horns from the skull down like so i don't what is it not not horizontally no vertically uh he vertically rips this demon dude in half and it was it was on like that was fucking cool i'm not even gonna pretend that wasn't cool as fuck because that was cool as fuck i will give this movie that one thing that moment when he ripped the dude in half was cool as fuck and i don't even care uh but uh then he and uh hawkman have a brief little conversation where hawkman's like wow i can't believe i'm happy to see you and <laughs> and black adam's like yeah same what are you still doing here <laughs> it's not what he says but something to that effect uh and um then the justice society leave uh, Black Adam briefly sits on the throne of the king, uh, but then decides, nah, this isn't really my my bag. I don't really want to be a ruler. Uh, so uh, he instead decides to be Kondok's protector. Uh, but at the very end of the film, uh, like in the after credit scene, Amanda Waller sends him this little hologram message thing. And he's like, and she's like, all right, you don't want to stay in my prison. That's fine. Condock is your prison. You step one foot outside of Condock, and I'm going to send everything I have against you. And he's like, there's nothing in your world that can stop me. And she's like, well, I'll send things not from my world. And then fucking Superman shows up. Uh, and w- which was cool. Like, I, I like Henry Cavill. I, ha- I like Henry Cavill as Superman a lot. Uh, I think he got shafted pretty fucking hard uh, by DC and by Zack Snyder and by other circumstances, uh, which, things were, which were mostly outside of his control. But I think that when he's actually given the opportunity to play a hopeful, optimistic Superman, he does a pretty good job. Uh, and so I'm quite happy that uh, Superman is back. Uh, I think that we'll, Steve and I will probably talk about that once, uh, once he's back, but like more about how Henry Cavill is going to be fully back as Superman going forward, finally. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the whole movie. So, yeah, it was, it was okay. Uh, (laughs) I think that if you go in knowing that it's kind of, that it's dumb as fuck, uh, and that, but it has some pretty fun scenes if if you go in with with low expectations and you just want like a dumb action movie like that's what this movie is uh black adam is a dumb action movie and that's really all it's trying to be and that's what it does so i don't want to be too harsh on it uh but uh it's definitely it's definitely like doesn't deserve any awards uh it's fine it's serviceable uh, I didn't despise it. I did despise that fucking child. Uh, holy shit. I hope he never comes back in any capacity whatsoever. He was just god awful. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the movie, it didn't really, it didn't excite me. Uh, well, okay. A few moments did, but generally it didn't really excite me, but I also wasn't, uh, I didn't hate it either. So I think I'm going to give it, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of 10. I can't give it a five because it's just, it's not as good as that. I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Uh, if I were to use, (laughs) if I were to use Jeremy Johns's, uh, method, I would say it's a good time (laughs) if you're drunk. Uh, yeah, like if you are chemically impaired or if you go into the movie with low expectations, you'll probably have a good time. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's nothing incredible. 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was my rev Adam's review of Black Adam. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do next week, uh, but I'll come up with something. Uh, Megan might be, make another guest appearance on the show, maybe, next week. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then after that, Steve will be back. So, uh, those are the complaints this week. If you can't complain, share it with your friends. Bye!